You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. going on guys welcome to another episode of peer pleasure with dewey halpas on equal vision records and sound talent media i am dewey your host with the most bringing you more great content week after week this week we have mr Chappelle lacy one of the funniest comedians i have seen in years he was brought to my attention by my buddy sam who produces the drinks with johnny podcast he was on that podcast and he's like dude you have to check out Chappelle." i checked him out hilarious i was like how do i get in touch with him he said, just reach out. I reached out to him through Instagram, and uh, here we are. So he also is a co-host on the Fighter and the Kid podcast. The dude is prolific. He's got a band. He's a, he's a musician. He's into punk rock. He is into Oasis. We talk about that a little bit because I love Oasis. And uh, yeah, he's just an awesome dude. And we got into some really cool, deep stuff. Um, and I love that about having comedians on the show because it always means we're going to go somewhere crazy, whether it's absolute hilarity or super deep. Uh, Chappelle and I covered a lot of ground, so I think you guys are really going to enjoy it. So let's get some business out of the way and we will jump right in. Peerpleasurepodcast.com is the website. If you want to show someone the show, if you want to uh, pull up all the episodes, merch, publicists, whatever, it's all on the website. Uh, Peerpleasurepod at gmail.com is the, the email if you want to get in touch with me. Uh, reach out with guest suggestions, comments, ideas, whatever. Uh, I love getting emails from you guys, and I write back to all of them. So hit me up on that email. I want you guys to go check out the Peer Pleasure Podcast Inner Circle Facebook group. Uh, it's got access to who's coming up, who just came on, when it's when it's done, how it went. Uh, you get just a ton of access, and it doesn't cost you anything. Uh, it's just something you you know search it out, 
add us on there and we'll add you in. Uh, but what does cost money is the Peer Pleasure Podcast premium service, which has access to all the videos of the podcast, the past cast episodes I've done with other podcasters, and the ad-free feed. Um, that's peerpleasure.supportingcast.fm if you want to do that. Uh, that really helps out the show. The other thing that will help us out is if you go and follow us on Twitch. You can also subscribe to us on there. I've been doing every episode I can live on Twitch. So you guys, if you're subscribed, uh, you can go and watch that as it's happening. And then it's available, I think, for 15 days after that. And then it comes out as a regular podcast episode. But Twitch has been a really fun thing to do. Uh, I love the fact that I can see that you know, a bunch of people are watching as it's happening. So everything that's done is in live time. Because uh, I don't edit these. But it's nice to have other people experience it at the same time. I think people are really enjoying it. So that's uh, twitch.tv slash peer pleasure podcast. All right, guys. So without further ado, I'm going to get into this one. Here's my chat with Chappelle Lacey. Today is going to be the day that they're going to throw it back to you. By now, you should have somehow realized what you got to do. I don't believe that anybody feels the way I do about you now. Backbeat, the word is on the street that the fire in your heart is out. I'm sure you've heard it all before, but you never really had it down. Thank you so much for being patient. Yeah, of course, man. <laughs> uh, it, it's only happened one other time here in the, the studio, like randomly. It just says you're not connected to the internet. And it was like, what are you talking about? I was just at 5G internet. And then shit goes haywire. Yo, this one, this looks way better than Zoom. Dude, it, dude, do you like it? Have you used it before? Yeah. No, I don't, I don't know how to fucking use these damn things. <laughs> dude, this thing, this, so real quick, this, this software... I got turned on to a, a from a buddy of mine uh, does another podcast called Brutally Speaking, and he's like, "Let's do Streamyard." When we did his his uh, episode, and it literally it records it for you, it stores it for you in the cloud or online or wherever the hell. Mm -hmm. uh, you can put different stuff on here. You can run banners on the bottom. Uh, it records uh, your audio on two different channels. It's crazy. Damn. It's like, yeah, yeah, I don't, yeah. That's that's a lot of technology for me. <laughs> it's the it's the wave of the future. So you just got back from the airport. Yeah, I was in uh, San Jose doing some shows. How'd they go? They're good. It was a good time. Awesome. I like the Bay Area. Bay Area is cool. I love it too, man. A lot of punk rock from there. That's fantastic. 
Yeah, a lot. Dude. Uh, so real quick, I was turned on to you by my buddy Sam. He works with the uh, Drinks with Johnny podcast. I don't, yeah. You guys don't know each other too well, I don't think. But um, he's like, you got to have Chappelle Lacey on your show. I was like, who? Look you up. And I was like, holy shit, this guy's hilarious. And then oh. I see all the stuff <laughs> you're into, which is like yeah. right up my alley. I was like, how did I not hear of this dude before? Yeah. So I, well, now you have. <laughs> dude, I'm stoked to have you, man. I really am. No, and, yeah. uh, so you do you you have a podcast and then you also do the fighter and the kid every once in a while or, or yeah yeah so yeah I do the fighter and the kid regularly and then I do uh, actually I just I just rebranded my whole podcast and it's about to start back up uh, this week or next week I can't remember but yeah I just rebranded the whole thing I've been keeping it on the low because I'm really excited about it and want to you know deliver something really good uh out there you know of course of course yeah. how how did you get into podcasting um basically the guys are the fighter and kid uh you know brendan shop had uh -huh. helped me out or just you know uh because he, he had been doing it for so long and you know he's kind of been like guiding me and then you know uh uh rogan's another person that you know uh has helped me out to help me understand you know the you know, little things of uh, podcasting and, you know, just out there doing it, man. Just out there doing Dude. it. Yeah. <laughs> Those are two of the funny. biggest names in podcasting. Oh, I know. Are helping you <laughs> out. That's fucking crazy. Yeah, it's kind of funny. It's all like, it's so funny because I'm just such a regular fucking dude. You know, you know, and, and not even to fucking, this is no disrespect to them. I, you know, like I don't get excited meeting like comedians or anything like that, or like actors and actresses or anything like that. Uh, man, if it was Denzel, I might, you know, I might, I might freak out. But like my biggest thing that I geek out over is uh, probably musicians. Okay. So, so I'm pretty like, you know, easy, easy to like, easy talks when it comes to like meeting and becoming friends with like comedians and stuff like that. Cause I don't necessarily like geek, you know, actually if it was Eddie Murphy, it'd be different too. Okay. There's two, two okay. Two, <laughs> there's two, uh, names. there's probably more. There's probably more. So if you <laughs> get like musicians is where I like really geek out and like, really like, you know, you know, you like, you just got not even like choked up, but you like can't fucking talk. Yeah, it, uh, that always happens with musicians. Dude, I hear you on that one. Unless you get a what? Yeah. What's the Denzel? My man. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> you that's lose the, your that's shit. The guy right there. If yeah. I met him, I'd probably, I'd probably freak out. Oh, yeah. It's so funny during the pandemic. During the pandemic, like when things were like super shut. I'm not sure where you're at, but like out, out here in LA, like it was things. Were, I mean, things were pretty, pretty shut down. Uh, and I remember a buddy, my my roommate and I, we just did a marathon of Denzel movies. <laughs> it's the greatest. <laughs> Have you seen that? Uh, I don't know if you watch SNL very often, but there's that uh, Pete Davidson skit where he's like testifying in court because he banged two of his teachers. And uh -huh. like the mom's pissed and the dad's just like, hmm, all right. And and Keenan is the the judge. And it's something about he says something about Denzel or something like that. And he's like, no, I think what you mean is 
my man and, and everyone cracks up because he totally like they're just like oh stop that you know it's it's hilarious you gotta see it but dude i gotta check that it's so good like yeah i don't know what it's called pete davidson bangs teachers or something i don't know but like he's a, he's like a high school student so he's like the yeah. hero except the mom is furious and uh because there's a, i think rogan has a joke about that like if his it, like talking about if if um like with girl, when you have a daughter, like you're looking out for everybody, but you have a son, you're just like, all right, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude, it's so true. <laughs> I gotta tell you though, man. So we could go, we could go into Oasis if you, but like watching your stand up, that bit you did about, uh, I can't listen to Wonderwall the same way anymore. <laughs> oh, I know, I do that to people. I'm killed sorry. it, killed it because I know. I'm literally sorry. I'm just singing along and I was like, wait, something's missing here. Wait a minute, no, yeah. I, I lost my, my shit. My rendition of it. <laughs> Dude, that was the funniest fucking thing I've ever seen. Like I sent it to uh to Dan, the the president of Equal Vision. Um yeah. who the label I'm on, and, and I was like, dude, this dude's coming on the pot. You have to watch this. Just wait for this part. <laughs> so good. Where did where did so like and I understand what you say on musicians, like getting choked yeah. up and like uh when I had I had well HR from the Bad Brains on, I was just like yeah, losing uh, my mind and uh, trying to make sure it's good, you know, and like not wasting time. Isn't it funny how hard it is just to talk where you're like, uh, uh, I, I'm just so I love you so much that I don't know what to say. <laughs> <laughs> well, these like these I don't like I don't prep for these because it's just it's just on the fly like I, and it, that's where the best yeah. stuff comes from. But HR, I knew I couldn't do that. So I had literally yeah. a list of questions on the side of my screen. I was just reading them, like trying to keep him talking. Yeah. But hearing HR tell you, call you Mr. Dewey is like a my man for me. Like that's it. Yeah. Like, oh, that's shit. amazing. But that's amazing. Where did it start with music for you early, early on? Early, early on when I was a kid, when I was like, uh, obviously it's easy to say when I was a kid, uh, <laughs> more specifically, um, I'd say around, five years old music man maybe even like i think you know what i want to say i was probably three years old like where you where you start to like you know have a memory or, or like understand like you know things somewhat and you know i remember my household you know like my mom just playing a lot of r&b you know what i mean mm -hmm. and, and old school music and i remember as a kid uh that fucking Bobby Brown song, every little step I make. I remember that, you know, like that music video, seeing that action mm -hmm. was like dope. But the first song where I like, you know, like music was like always there, always existed. But when I really, really was like, oh, this is the world I want to take a deep dive into is when I heard, when I first heard um, Mississippi Queen by mm -hmm. Mountain, mm -hmm. you know, uh, that like, opening guitar riff there, da, 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 you know, like hearing that, that was like, uh, I don't know. It was like something just different, you know, cause I, like, I would just listen to the radio all the time as a kid. Like I was just like glued to it, you know, just cause it was like the sounds, you know, but then there's like a specific sound to where you like really lock into it. And before you like, Oh, discovery, discovery, discovery. Mm -hmm. So like early on, like it was, it was a lot of R and B and then, uh, you know, West Coast hip hop, because I grew up in Arizona, there wasn't much like East Coast, like, you know, out our way. It was usually, it was like Ice Cube, Snoop Dogg, mm -hmm. uh, you know, that, that whole era. So, you know, I, I dug that stuff. And then, 
you know, um, hearing that mountain song is what made me like just take deep dives into the world of uh, uh, rock and roll and just music as a whole itself. Dude, that's crazy. That that song you're talking about, Mississippi Queen. I yeah. didn't hear that song till I was 25. <laughs> oh, really? Oh, my buddy Joe had it on vinyl, and he's like, "Check this band out, like Mountain." He found it like Goodwill or something. Like we've yeah. been into music since I can remember, and all different yeah. kinds, classic rock. I don't know how I didn't hear Mountain, but yeah, I was that's 25, crazy, and he like put that on. Yeah, that's crazy because that was like a massive hit. You would yeah. like even I rem- I even remember remember those commercials at late night where it'd be like the classic rock compilation, mm-hmm. you know, like and it would go through like different songs, you know, and have the list like going through like you know like a roll of credits or whatever, and then but it, like it would play play clips of like specific songs, and I would always hear mississippi queen on there and then hearing it on the radio so like well, that was just because of the classic rock station yeah or whatever but you know taking like just taking a deep dive into that world and you know so yeah i'd say earlier on i got into like the classic rock first you know like the doors led zeppelin like you know not heavy heavy into it but like it was like a thing that were like i loved listening to that station mm-hmm. and then i want to say and then shortly after that, like, you know, it was all of it was just a switch of a radio station, you know, just I guess it was just realizing that there was multiple different uh, stations on the radio. And how, I want to say uh, that's when, you know, because it was this, this was the 90s. So it was like, uh, you know, obviously the grunge uh, movement was super heavy, you know, so like that, that was like a thing for me, you know, Nirvana, Mud Honey. You know, Melvin's all those guys, you know, just 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 all that stuff that came out of that area. And then I want to say when I was in middle school, that's when I discovered like corn. Mm-hmm. Was it no 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 no? That was like, oh, that was the latter part of elementary school. My latter part of elementary school is when I discovered like corn, deftones, uh, slipknot, and all that stuff. You know, and then that was that was like a you know, powerful impact mm-hmm. on my life, you know, cause it was like weird, like, you know, the grunge and then it was like, then, then there's like offspring, you know, like moving, like it was like a weird, like the way everything transitioned just all made sense. And then, uh, I want to say when I was 14 is when I found punk. Okay. That's when I found punk rock. And that was, and that was the thing that I was like, Oh, this is what I've been looking for. Mm-hmm. This is what I've been in search of. This was the thing I, you know, I, listen, I listen to, you know, all types of music. Uh, I'll, I'll give any genre a fucking chance just because I love the, like, discovery. Yeah. I love the, 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 I love being curious to that stuff and just uh, really, you know, I'm just trying to get a solid feel for it. But, like, punk rock was that thing where, where it was like, oh, this is your blood. This is what, you know, because that was the thing I probably, you know, yeah punk rock was probably the thing where i felt like it was just like a fucking magnet for me like it was like punk rock me and then it just fucking stuck dude that that i love this journey man i love i love that you're curious and and finding these things you're mentioning all these but like we discovered a lot of these things at the same time like yeah i don't know do you do you have uh on your podcast or do you do you talk to musicians and stuff or other comedians yeah i yeah i've interviewed uh uh, so I, I, my first, actually, the first time I ever interviewed someone on my podcast pre-rebranding was uh, 
uh, Matt Helders from the Arctic Monkeys, the okay. drummer of the Arctic Monkeys, was the first one, and then Derek Green from uh, from Sepultura, yeah, and then uh, my boy Toby Morris from H Two O. Who else have I had? I can't remember off the top, but like, yeah, quite quite a few uh, musicians. Dude, I was gonna uh, say because like. Like Chino from Deftones listens to the show. He's a, he became a friend of mine. Your Joe Rogan experience was my Chino Moreno experience. Uh, he came to me as a fan of the show and was like, "Hey, I want to uh-huh. like talk to you. I, like, I live in your town." I was like, "This is bullshit. Like this is this is yeah. fake." It wasn't fake. Uh, but I want to say you're friends with Toby, so you, Toby knows everyone. I was going to yeah, say if you need help, everyone, if you need help getting hooked up with anybody that you can't get to, let me know because I'll absolutely hook you up. But uh. You know, oh, that'd be amazing. That'd be amazing. I know him and Toby are close. He wants me to do Toby's show and Toby or Toby to come on my show and, and it's yeah. just this whole thing. But like uh, you you'd love Toby, man. Dude, you, have you ever met him or no? No, like we're in the same circles. Like this show is uh like on the charts. Like we're right next to each other all the time. Like, yeah, the, no, yeah. You you would love Toby, man. That like if there's one person and Toby and I met <sighs> almost a year ago. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, and the way we met the producer of his podcast was like, yo, you got to check this dude out. He's a comedian. He wears all these hardcore shirts. You got, you got to check this dude out. Yeah. And, uh, and then one day, like Toby, like, uh, he, I was wearing a circle jerks shirt and he commented on it. And I was like, Holy fuck. I was like, no way. No, like no, not fucking no. And then, sure enough, you know, we became homies, man. And that's been like, I mean, it's 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 crazy for me to say, but like we and and we both fucking say it, but like we're literally best friends. You know what I mean? That's so. It's like it's like it's like we're the friends that like needed to find each other, Mm -hmm. you know, like years ago. But like you know, now it's like happened, dude. You know. That's, That's how, right. like, so we literally hang out every day, like, every fucking day. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's every awesome. fucking day we kick it. Uh, we, we always we get tattoos together, all this shit. We do fucking, you know, everything. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and dude is, like, literally one of the most positive lights in my life, you know, to, to ever walk through my, my, my life, dude. Like, he, I mean, like, his genuine positivity is, like, something that like you just don't find and people on a regular basis, you know, it's, a, it's, it's almost, it's a, you know, sad to say that it's such a rarity, but that means that's not how the world works. You know, not everything's going to be positive, but you know, this dude is like really, you know, I don't know. It's, it's just, he's just a great fucking guy. And what's cool about him and I is like, so I'm a big Rollins geek. Dude, me too. Holy shit. Massive, massive Rollins geek. And then a massive Oasis fan. And then uh, Toby is a big in Mackay geek. And then a Coldplay, big Coldplay fan. <laughs> 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 yeah. <laughs> that's like, it's a, it's a funny thing that we've like discovered about each other. Dude, that's hilarious. Yes. Ian McKay was episode 23 of the show, I believe. And this was oh, years ago. Years ago. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully you'll come back on. He's he, we've talked about him doing a part two for the fifth year anniversary time, but yeah, um, which is coming up. But he was I was like speechless when he's just like, I uh-huh. guessed I guessed his email address. And I sent like That's five so different funny. versions and one replied. 
And then we just hopped on the phone and did it. And I was like, holy shit. Like it was one that of those moments. Amazing. It was crazy. But Rollins has turned me down nine times now, uh, <laughs> which is fine. I will keep going. But let me, let's me let talk about this for a second. When did you first hear Rollins? Was it Black Flag or did you hear his stand-up first? Or his no, Black word? Flag. Okay. Black Flag. Uh, that, that was the thing that locked me into punk. Black Flag. Because I saw okay. my, my, my buddy... Um, when I was in junior high, you know, I did, my junior high offered guitar classes. Mm -hmm. And so I took uh, guitar classes. It was like an elective or whatever. And um, there's a buddy of mine in that class. And well, like I, that, this is how we met. But he um, he's like, hey, man, I'm starting a band. Wonder if you want to be in it. And I was like, yeah, sure. Of course, I want to play music. I fucking love music, you know, mm -hmm. as I get ska. And I was like, okay, yeah, fucking I don't know what that is. Cause I was like, that was the era when I was in like corn Pantera, like all, all that stuff. Yeah. You know, I was like, yeah, whatever. Cool, man. Scott, I don't know what it is, but let's fucking do it. You know, I was just excited. And so he started showing me all this Scott and then like all, all these other different styles of punk, uh, uh, like no effects, Pennywise, like that whole era. Um, and then, um, his brother, his younger brother would walk around with this black flag t-shirt on. And had the bars logo on it and there was something about that bars logo to where i was like man that is just fucking so dope and it just seems so like powerful i was like what is that he was like it's black flag and i said like, what's black flag man i need to know he's like oh you never heard of him i was like nah man he, and then we went to his computer in that old uh program kazaa yeah, you know, downloaded. <laughs> yes, oh yeah, dude. <laughs> and he downloaded a um, a Black Flag video, and it was Rollins. And it, this video is on YouTube, um, but it was uh, Rollins. Uh, it was Black Flag doing "Rise Above," you know, where like Rollins is like nineteen years yeah. old, wearing jeans, skinny, like well, yeah, yeah. All, all, he, all the only tattoo it. he had was the. Uh, and so, so I, good. when I saw that. And then, like, they had the, the black flag banner behind them, but it was, like, they, like, spray-painted it on a sheet or yeah. something. Like, and just used it as, like, a banner. It wasn't even, like, a professional thing done. But but that right there, that grittiness, that that grit, and, like, just raw, like, hey, this is – and, and it was, like, no stage. They weren't on, like, a big stage or anything like that. And I had never seen uh, anything like that before. And, and then you see Rollins – you know, just like so like angry and raw. And I was like, dude, I was like, who is that guy? You know, he's like, that's Henry Rollins. And I was like, man, I need to know anything and everything I could can about this dude, man. Like this is fucking magical to me, you know? Because yeah. I, you know, like I grew up pretty fucking hectic, you know, like I grew up like, you know, and I'm not sad or weird whenever I talk about this shit. Like I never fucking care. But, uh, you know, I my my stepfather was like, you know, abusive and shit. Mm. And so I grew up with like the, this, like, you know, this fucking anger, you know what I mean? That, that, that I just had locked in me, you know, cause all I knew was like, you know, cause I grew up, that was, that, that was my environment, you know, but like, there was something about seeing black flag and it was like, Oh, like you could throw that into music and shit. You know, the sky band never worked out because I was just so drawn to, uh, to that world of like the way black flag was like, you know, when you hear rise above, when you damage, when you hear fucking depression and my war, it's just like, man, it's just like, 
that it matches. It just matched. It, it was the sound, uh, you know, of everything that was going on in my brain. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I was like, fuck, this is fucking insane. So it was like everything I needed. And then um, that was basically what would like. And then, oh, yeah, after that, I just started searching for, you know, who else is like this? Mm-hmm. Who else is out there? You know, Bad Brains, Minor Threat, Dead Kennedys, mm-hmm. Dirty Rotten Nipples, MDC, you know, millions, millions of dev, cop, dev cops or whatever. Yeah. Um, fucking, you know, the, li- the list fucking goes on. You know, you just you just see all of that. And, um, and, and it was just like, yep, this is my fucking world. Dude. I love that. I love that. Like I, I, I was given, I, I grew up in Alaska. So I had like, I didn't get to see many okay. shows unless they came up like agent orange and Goldfinger and, and social distortion. And we were really into like, uh, the East Bay scene because we yeah. had like mail order catalogs from there. So like the Gilman scene. Yeah. And that was probably like the closest, yeah. I guess, to yeah. pretty much. And, and so like Green Day and Operation Ivy and stuff like that. Like, yeah. so I missed hardcore in a lot of ways. I didn't discover Rollins until our, our first band's manager gave me a DVD of his. Of, uh, it was, it was, uh, uh, spoken, we're, talking we're from the box. The, was that where he was like, it was, was the, he in shorts? it was the one about, uh, it was the one where he goes off about the airport and he called yes. the wait, the stewardess, a bovine pig whore. And, uh, yeah, was it, um, that's not like the eighties, right? Or late eighties, late eighties, early nineties. One of the two. I, it was, yeah, one of the two. it was there. He like, but it was hilarious. And it, he's like, yeah, he's the singer for black flag. And I was like, what? Like I'd heard the name black flag, but I never dug into it. So then yeah. I worked backwards. And then, so I hit, I hit like black flag in my, like, like 18 or 19 years old mm-hmm. uh, versus at like 13 when I discovered, you know, green yeah. and, and all that. Um, but Rollins has been like a constant in my life since. Like, yeah. Uh, have you heard his podcast that he does with Heidi? No, the Henry and he- Heidi. Dude, the story I about so my war. It's hard for me to listen to podcasts. Dude, go just go listen <laughs> to the one on on creating my war when they were recording my war. The stories from Ooh, that okay. are amazing. That. Uh, talking right about now. like there's like there's Is like, a recent one. It, they haven't done it in like a year and a half. They they just stopped doing it. But it's up there, so if you it just go, it's just uh, the my war episode, talking it's about fine. like people walking around just saying like, "Hey man, side two. It, because that's when everything really? got slow, you know, like slow and sludgy, uh-huh. and uh, yeah. talking about recording it overnight, like recording that they couldn't afford the studio, so Spot had like a the producer had an in there, so once like Rat was done recording during the day, they'd come in yeah. overnight. He'd record all night and then go to his construction job in the morning and like just never stop. Yeah. So it was a hectic time. Dude, they're, dude. They're, that's the thing. Their their work ethic yeah. was insane. Like anyone that was like around Black Flag, like your work ethic was absolutely insane. Yeah. Like, like, and I look at that and I go, yeah, because you you got like it's like I see it as because I I, you know, I you know, take that and like use it in my personal life. Cause I see it as like, yeah, you have the opportunity to go kick ass and kick ass to the fucking fullest. Mm-hmm. Why not do it? You know yeah. what I mean? Like, it, it, you know, and when I think of like all the punk, like, and just like, yeah, I discovered it as a kid, you know, mm-hmm. and, um, 
you know, yeah, the aggression and the like, you know, punk rock has got, got me to stand up for myself. You know, like a lot of people think it's like this rebellious thing. And I'm like, I'm not rebelling against, against anything. I'm just defending myself as an individual. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, it doesn't mean I'm mean to people or anything like that. It's just, you know, I'm just standing up for the, my individual self. And that's what like punk rock has taught me. Like, and, people, and that's what, you know, because people have this perception that it is. I mean, it does have this rebellious thing where, you, you know, just stand up like, you know, but but I saw it as like a stand up for your individual self because mm-hmm. it's all think for yourself. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's how I, that's how I take it. Then that's why, you know, I've just been so locked into it. You know, I'm 34 now, you know, so yeah, I'll be you know, 20 years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 14 was when I discovered it. So yeah, 20 years of just, you know, understanding how to stand up for the individual self. You know, dude, absolutely. And you said you, you mentioned you, so your stepdad was, uh, uh is an angry dude. Like, yeah. From what I'm getting from you, and and uh, I don't know if you guys have have made up or or if you can in that oh, situation. Yeah, well, that's why I said I, I never get weird talking about it because you know we're cool. Yeah, I don't I don't give a fuck. This shit happened, you know. Yeah. But and the reason why I don't like it doesn't like hurt me or like make me upset is because what I've been able to do with it. Mm-hmm. You know, I've been I've been able to do a lot of great things based off of like having that thing on my belt. You know, mm-hmm. and people don't, and people don't think about that. You know what I mean? Like, like it, it, again, punk rock helped me understand <laughs> that you take, you take, I think I saw it in like a Ramones documentary or something, but it was like, you take the, the, the crazy shit in you, in your life and you turn it into something good. It was like at the end of this, I think it was a Ramones doc. I can't remember. I've seen so many fucking punk rock documentaries, yeah. but, uh, but yeah, but like that made so, that made a lot of sense to me. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, granted, I, yes, I had three different anger management teachers that I fucking had throughout my, you know, throughout my life, yeah. you know, so, but, you know, they, they, they used the things that I liked to help me, mm-hmm. you know, they, they're like, oh, he's, he, oh, he's a punk rocker. Oh, he loves Henry Rollins. And my, and my third anger management teacher knew about Henry Rollins, all that stuff. So he was like, oh, okay, I got you. And then literally took that like took stuff that he would say in his you know spoken word mm-hmm. and pretty much helped me you know get to where i'm at where, where i'm at that's incredible have you have you met henry yeah twice okay yeah like like done, uh, hey how you doing or like actually get to talk the no I actually got to talk okay i was on a show with him i was on a lineup with him what? at this uh rock festival they, uh, they had a comedy tent uh-huh and uh who was on the lineup Nadia from Pussy Riot. Mm-hmm. Uh, she spoke about you know uh, what she went through, and then um, Tom Morello was on it, and then me, and then Henry Rollins. Jesus Christ! Yeah. So you so got to tell like, him this wild. stuff? Yeah, I told him that. Yeah. What did he yeah. say? Like, how does he was that? Like, they use my videos to help you when you're angry. I was like, no worries, <laughs> not, not, your, not your crazy moments. I mean, those two, but like, but they just broke it down to me, and then you know, once I told him that, because you know. A lot of stuff that he's done in the past, you know, like, I mean, yeah, he's just had, you know, this fucking, you know, he's just, I don't know. I connect with the dude because I understand that, like, just that fucking, I don't know. What's the word I'm looking for? Angst? Is that it? Yeah. Yeah. That's a good, that's yes, a good I word. Don't for it, so I don't know. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like, it, it was just like this fucking, I don't know, like all, all of it, like, 
I've, you know, based off of that stuff, I've learned to like learn from, you know, people that do good. And, and I've learned from people that do bad, you mm-hmm. know, just as, this is like, I learned equally from both. So, you know, like the wild, his wild moments, you know, I've been able to learn from, from as much as his, like, you know, not so wild moments. Dude, that's you know, but yeah, he was, he was great. It, it was a great conversation. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, I mean, I mean, it was so funny because uh, I remember he was back. It was just like back backstage, and I walked back there to get a water. And he was like pacing, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Oh shit, that's that Rollins." That I was like, "There it is." And I remember <laughs> My he man. like saw me out. Of, he just saw movement out of the corner of his eye. And he looked over. And he did this like. You know, as he's like warming himself up, it wasn't like he was giving me that look. He was just warming himself up. What's going on, guys? This is Dewey from Peer Pleasure, and I want to tell you about our newest sponsor, DistroKid. DistroKid distributes your music across all online platforms. They are an amazing company. I've enjoyed working with them the last few weeks, and they're going to be with us for a while, and I really, really appreciate that. I love working with great companies, and DistroKid is one of them. Uh, They have an awesome thing they're doing right now called Splits. Now, if you're working as most people are online, doing collaborations with people from all over the country, all over the world, as easy as that is with the internet, uh, you want to get those people paid when you put that music online. And splits can do that. You can add an unlimited amount of collaborators to any track. You can change the splits at any time. You can add or remove collaborators at any time. You can see previous splits. And all your collaborators are going to have to do is sign up for a DistroKid membership, a DistroKid account, so they can get paid. And as always, DistroKid never takes a cut. You and your collaborators get 100% of the earnings in total. A couple other awesome things that they do is they set up an official artist YouTube channel. Uh, You can use Spotify Canvas, synced lyrics, promo card to promote your release on social media, a mini video for your socials as well. There's just so many awesome things about using DistroKid. And like I said, I don't advertise things I don't use, haven't signed up for. I have signed up for this. It is a breeze, literally a breeze. And you can get going right away. So definitely check out DistroKid. And I want to give you 30% off your first year's DistroKid membership at any level. That is distrokid.com slash VIP slash PPP for Peer Pleasure Podcast. Once again, that is 30% off your first year's DistroKid membership at any level. Distrokid.com slash VIP slash PPP. Go check out DistroKid right now. Distrokid.com slash VIP slash PPP for 30% off. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey guys, this is Dewey from Peer Pleasure, and I wanted to tell you about Premium Pleasure 
our premium subscription service that's available now. Peerpleasure.supportingcast.fm is the website. There's three tiers, tier one, tier two, and tier three. Tier one is $5 a month. It gets you the ad-free experience. Tier two gets you access to the Peer Pleasure Passcast. It gets you access to the videos of the interviews. It gets you merch discounts. Tier three is $20 a month. That gets you all of that. It gets you the past cast, gets you the video footage, discounts on merchandise, and monthly Zoom calls well, with myself and other guests. We're going to have all kinds of stuff in there for you. There's all kinds of stuff in there for you now. There is, uh, I believe, 30 to 40 videos of these interviews. There is uh, multiple episodes of the past cast. The past cast is a podcast that I'd started separately that is me and another podcaster or me and a guest. Uh, discussing a deep dive into their favorite episode of Peer Pleasure. Um, so there's a bunch of those on there. So so-and-so and I would talk about the Chino Moreno episode. So-and-so and I would talk about uh, the Yvette Young episodes. And we would do a deep dive and tell where they came from, how we got the guest, stories of uh, that weren't discussed on the podcast or maybe weren't in there. Um, it's just another glimpse behind the curtain. So that's the big deal with this premium service is giving you a glimpse behind the curtain of how the podcast is made, gives you access to things I'm doing and things that we're doing with the show, um, gives you, you know, ad free stuff. It gives you just all kinds of of things that we could throw in there to help make it a valuable part of your month, because I put everything out there on this show. I put everything I have into this show. Um, so being able to give you guys that little bit of extra is a big deal to me and having your support is a big deal to me because if we don't support our artists and creatives, we're not going to have any left. So I appreciate it. Peerpleasure.supportingcast.fm is the website. Go sign up today and get some of this premium pleasure. And then I was like, dude, that's the fucking, that's, that's what I saw that rise above right there. 1981. Yeah. Rollins right there. And it was fucking everything I needed to see, dude. Because it's like it's still in there. Yeah, it's, it, it's never left, dude. And that's what I love because because I remember my anger management teachers were like, they're like, they were like, you're you're always gonna be angry. You you'll never you'll never not be angry. But like, here's what you can do with it, mm-hmm. you know. So like, and then once I've like been able to do what I've been doing with it, and then to see uh, Rollins sit there and just like it's like he's so nice and so like gentle but like he still has that fucking he he knows exactly where to go for that place it's fucking it was fucking amazing that's incredible dude that's incredible yeah. that's one of those moments you'll never forget uh, never you could become best friends with with henry and still never forget that moment like it wouldn't matter no. you'd remember it forever just like uh, yeah, it's so interesting because we, you seem to have like I did, you know, with your anger management stuff, like I didn't know about, but like yeah. the, the, um, uh, that's a, that's a fucking journey, but like to be able to be comfortable with where you're at and be able to, to live and do your thing. Like I know, I think in Henry's case, it seems like he's still running from a lot of that stuff. That's why he keeps so busy. So he yeah. doesn't settle back into that. Yeah. But it sounds like you found a way to embrace that and hold that in a way that you don't need to run from it, like yeah. keep going all the time, but have mm-hmm. been able to use what he does to then like quench this, this, this anger inside of you. So it's interesting yeah. that someone who hasn't quite figured it out yet helps someone figure it out. 
It's super yeah. interesting, you know? Like he's <laughs> still chasing. I'm sure he's doing that look in his house right now. Like, you know, when yeah. he's alone listening to records, like that's you know, you if you listen to this the the podcast, he talks about it a lot. Like, um I know uh it's just interesting to see how someone that quite isn't quite there yet can help someone get there. It's super cool. Yeah, I mean, you know, and and just to be able to tell like tell them that for like, you know, 10 minutes or whatever, or sorry, no, like, yeah, for like 20 minutes of talking to them. Yeah. Uh, you know, was just like, you know, it's just another boost, you know, like I journal that shit, you know, I journal every fucking day. I got like a fucking, you know, crate or whatever full filled with just journals that I've like written in Dude, over time. That's you incredible. Know, yeah. Did, was that because of Rollins journaling? The, like put out those books all the time? No, I don't know. I, I still try to figure out where the fuck that like happened. I think, I don't know. I think, you know, when I was a kid, I've just always been in thought. Mm-hmm. Like, I just always, I'm just always thinking, you know? Yeah. And then, I, and then I don't know what made me go, what would that look like on paper? I don't know. I, I don't know how, I don't know how I got there, but like, I don't, I don't know like what like clicks for me with that. Do you have your first journal? Yes. Okay. So you know, no, uh, actually, actually, no, because there's one, uh, not the very first, but like the one where I really locked into it and like accepted it. Because mm-hmm. there was a time where I would journal, but I would rip out the pages because it was kind of tough to like, oh. you know, write and read. Mm-hmm. So I just ripped out a bunch of them, oddly <laughs> enough. You know, it was just, I was like, what the fuck? You know? But, you know, needless to say, you know, it was all stuff that I had to rewrite again because I had to accept it. So right then and there, I didn't accept it. So technically, no, I don't have the first journal, mm-hmm. you know, because yes, it was all ripped up. Dude, that's, that's, that's incredible to be able to journal that long and have that much history of yourself. Yeah. Is something truly special. Like that's something, uh, I grew up in a Mormon household up until I was, you know, eight, 10 decided I did not believe in that, but they yeah. always, they, you get like a journal and they want you to journal all the time. And I did it like for a week. And that was it. But I really wish I had all those years of thought, you know, so you can, it, for one, becoming a writer, journaling is the best way to do that because you just, just write, just write, just write, just write. Yeah. But to have that history in your own words, you know, like that's what yeah. getting the van is, right? Like, uh, yeah. which I'm sure you own. And then there's that story of Ian McKay writing all his journaling down during Fugazi and then he got his bag stolen yeah. out of the van. So that's gone. Mm-hmm. That journal's yeah. gone. You yeah. know, like, which is awful, but like horrible. Yeah. That's incredible. You have that much history. Have you ever thought about putting some of that out? Nah, I kind of just fucking, I don't even look back at it. It's just, I kinda there. just like, yeah, it's just there. Maybe one day I'll fucking look back at some of it, but you know, a lot of times, yeah, I don't, you know, mm-hmm. yeah, I just, you know, it's one thing that's like helped me keep my sanity. I journal literally about everything, everything from like, you know, like being like insecurities, uh, anger, sadness, happy thoughts, like what, whatever it is or anything that like anything that that's like come my way to where I'm like, you know, I journaled about moving into a fucking new apartment. Mm-hmm. You know, I journaled about like why, why I don't I've journaled about like why I don't let uh, online hate get to me, mm-hmm. you know, or like. Like we we like I, I go to all angles of life, you know, or just like all angles of like things, because because I, I 
you know, a lot of times I'll just be in thought about mm-hmm. it regardless. So it's just like, why not sit there and dissect it to understand it and, you know, uh, let it exist for what it is. Dude, do you, do you, do you find that these, um, the, like these booths you're talking about, like, like meeting Rollins, telling Rollins the story, meeting Toby, meeting Rogan, like all these things that are like boosts. Do you, do you find those help you get over some insecurities or does it make it worse? Does it make you more turn more inward? Like, okay, that was cool. But now I got to work on this and this and this, like, does it work the opposite? Oh, for you? No, I don't, I don't know. Cause I just, I, I guess I don't see it as an insecurity as more of like uh motivation, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. like, like meeting Rollins is a motivation Yeah, meeting, you know, meeting and becoming friends with Brenda Schaub is a mo- motivation um toby morris you know motivation all these all these cats are like yeah it's like motivations uh that i see so it's not like i you know i meet these guys and go i wish i could do that more so it's like damn i want it i want my thing i want Mm -hmm. the Chappelle ac yeah yeah okay do you do you do you um with the journaling how does that tie into your comedy like do you i know some people write jokes write them out write down ideas. Some people just do it on the fly. Like how does your process go with standup? Do you pull from those journals? Do you pull from any of that stuff or do they literally just sit there yeah. as a history? No. Yeah. I pull from all the journals. It's usually, but like usually it doesn't come like in the sense of like, uh, I'm writing this as a joke. It's usually just like, man, that's a funny suit. That was just, well, like I look back at shit and I go, man, that's, that's fucking funny. <laughs> and, then, and then all of a sudden it just, it just turns into that thought. That's what it like. It's went from this, like, cause I write, like, I don't write in joke format. I just write serious. I mean, I write serious shit mm-hmm. all the time. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it, I think it just naturally comes out as, you know, a thought in my head. And I just think it's funny. What would it, what would it, what would you feel like if someone came in and, and like sat down and started reading, like someone came over, and was sitting on your couch and just started reading one of those journals. Like, would you be freaked out or would you just kind of, what would that make you feel? I, I'm just curious because that's like, it's such a personal thing for a lot of people probably. Since I don't journal myself, I can't, I can just speculate. But like, would you stop them or would you let them just kind of keep going? Man, do what you want with that. <laughs> See, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, feel feel what you want to feel. I know what I felt when I wrote it, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, I, yeah, I don't, I don't think I would be weird about that. Like, oh no, give me that. You know? Cause it's like, yeah, I'm, it's just me being honest with myself as an individual. And it's like, you know, I can care one way or the other, how someone would feel about it. You know, where did you become such an open book? Have you always been that way? Like it, you just seem like just an open guy. Like, you know, you and I have never met before. That's why I love no, about I've never this. Not, no, I, I have not always been that way. That's why anger was a, a massive <laughs> mm-hmm. thing. That was part of usually it. when you're that fucking angry, you're not an open book because you're just holding on to shit that you don't open up about. Um, I think I became an open book. Hmm. I think that started, you know, when I started being real honest with myself about my life was after my brother died Hmm. and that was in 2013, but I went through this like massive depression, right? Okay. It was like a, a, this new journey that you have Mm -hmm. to climb out of, you know, now you have this fucking new journey. First it was like the, you know, the, my childhood, 
you know, growing up, you know, in the hectic home. Then it was, uh, you know, losing my best friend, first friend I ever made um, to suicide, then losing my brother, you know, to drugs, you know? So like, it was like all these things were these like big journeys to where, and then now like, now I have this like depression that I had to like figure out. And, and, and I think that's when, you know, I started becoming an open book, you know, mm-hmm. and just being honest with everything because I was just like, man, what the fuck? Did, I mean, fuck it. If you're honest about it, like no one, no one can, when you're honest with yourself, no one can fucking hurt you. You know, yeah. if you're honest with yourself as an individual, no one, no one could ever fucking hurt you or, you know, um, make you feel bad about you ever, mm-hmm. ever. No one can. No, if you're completely honest with yourself and understand and do everything to understand who you are and do under, and then do everything you can to deliver your best to people, then no one can fucking say anything to fucking make you feel bad about you, you know? And I think that's what, like, I discovered through all of that, you know? Because we, I mean, you know, yeah, you know, dealing, dealing with, you know, putting yourself out there on the internet like that and all that stuff, like, yeah, you know, people, you know, or just putting that, not even necessarily on the internet, just putting yourself out there in general. You know, it doesn't have to necessarily be the internet, but just putting yourself out there, you know, when you're trying to do something or create something, you know, and people, you know, have, have their opinions about what you created and you know your intention about behind what you created. And if you really understand that intention, then what they say doesn't really matter. You know, yeah. it's like, I'm just looking up a book. I don't care what you say, whatever. This is my fucking life. Dude, that's, an, that's I'm, I'm really sorry to hear about your friend and your brother. I've, I, my brother was murdered and my sister committed suicide. Like I, I'm very familiar with that subject. And, yeah. Uh, it's something it, it's different for everyone. And it's a, it's a DNA Man. level, DNA level change in your body and your mind. Yeah, and complete change. It's fucking insane. And I don't yeah. wish it on anyone and but it, it it that grief though i feel and this is something that ties in because what i'm getting from you i mean you're you're realizing things that people don't realize in their 30s like you know what i mean like you don't realize that that's yeah. the way like if i'm an open book people can't fuck with me like if i put no, it out there you know yeah. i put this stuff out there on the show all the time like th- this show is real that's why i don't have the notes i don't have because that's the stuff you get to if you have yeah. a list of notes you're not listening to what you're saying i'm not listening to what you're saying i'm like what am i going to ask him next to keep yeah, this going? It's like, yeah you're worried about what am i what yeah. am I gonna ask the person next yeah exactly fuck that like yeah. but this this kind of stuff is is what i'm talking about like when you understand that you understand that like there's a i think there's a saying that i'm messing it up but like uh, a person that never lies never has to remember anything because yeah. they don't have to they don't have to remember what they lied about. They don't have to no. keep the story going. It's no, complete yeah. freedom. Um mm-hmm. but what you're realizing in your 30 and I'm 39, so I'm still in my 30s, but okay, you're yeah. realizing things that people don't usually realize until they're people I'm talking to that are you know 50, 60 years old finally yeah. figured it out, right? That's mm-hmm. such a special gift to find that out now. You're gonna have such yeah. a better road knowing that, you know, and, and living yeah, there. Yeah, man. I mean, well, you know, I, and also stop, you know, when I quit drinking, which was in that same period around the time of my brother dying, mm-hmm. you know, that was a, it, it forced me to like take on things 
that I like never really did before. And it was like, and then I was started thinking, I was like, yeah, that's, that's what the punk rock is, man. You, you know, you face things that like, like use that punk, you know, energy to face this fucking shit that you got to deal with. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, you're not going to get your brother back. You know what I mean? Yeah. You, you know, you can't, you, you like, you still have a life ahead of you. You know what I mean? Yeah. You don't know when you're going to go or anything like that. So you got to fucking, you know, you know, do, do all that you fucking can. Mm-hmm. And that was, that was the, that was like my thing, you know, cause I was like, man, I'd be disrespecting my brother and my best friend. If I just fucking sat here, you know, listening to fucking, you know, I don't know, some heavy ass Allison chain songs or something. <laughs> <laughs> Nutshell. You know, just, yeah, oh. nutshell, just fucking acoustic. Yeah, acoustic. <laughs> <laughs> so which by the way, I mean I fucking love that song. I do still, too. You know, like love it it. just you know and then I you know I have raw power Iggy Pop's uh, raw power tattooed on my uh my fucking neck here, collarbone or whatever. And that was like a thing that like, you know, it, it wasn't just the album itself, but it was just like all that I was like, you know, going through when I, when I felt like I was starting to feel good about myself again. Mm-hmm. And that, that's why I got the tattoo, you know, cause I was starting to feel, feel better about myself as a, as a fucking, uh, just an individual. And so, and then raw, and I connected with the raw power, like I said, not only because of the album, but because like that's what I had to use to deal with this shit. You know what I mean? Like it was all like I didn't go to like a grief counselor or anything mm-hmm. like that. I just fucking took it on, you know, with yeah, with raw power. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? So like it was like it was that was like the fucking thing where it was just like it just, you know push me and when yeah when i got that tattoo and getting it fucking right here obviously a very painful spot but i was just like that's what you did though you know this is like your this is your fucking you know reward or what, whatever the case may be mm-hmm. this is your fucking i don't know medallion i don't know but yeah it's your metal your badge your badge of honor yeah the, the badge yeah dude it's something uh, yeah the the way you come through that it's like i say it's different for everybody but you really seem to come through it in a very positive way, which is just showing respect to them, right? Like they would want you. I've said this before, but I feel that the more it, when someone, I lost my dad in 2019 and that was awful, but like the, the, it was unexpected, like 12 days in the ICU, like heart surgery. He didn't come out of it. He didn't wake up. He was still alive. But so you have to sit there with that for day in and day out. And then finally, when he let go, it just hit, right? It was different than my brother, my sister, like any friends, anything like that. Like he was, he was like my guy. Like he supported everything I did. He, he was at every show, every tour he could be on, like he, that he could be at, you know, my mom couldn't tell you the name of this podcast, but my dad would stay up and he, (laughs) he didn't, he, he didn't know. He didn't know how to how to like shut it yeah, off my without. Mom, my mom the same thing with shit. She she has no fucking clue. But it's fine. It's not yeah. like it's a bad thing. Sure, like she doesn't care about this stuff. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. But my dad would text me like it was two in the morning and I had to pee. 
I had What's the bald guy's name? They were talking about him getting COVID. He's your friend. <laughs> <laughs> they said he used horse dewormers yeah. or something like that. Who was that guy? <laughs> I don't, don't know. You know him? <laughs> There's 13 million people you could ask every week that know who he is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but the the <laughs> he would text me in the morning, like two in the morning, like, hey, I'm still up listening to that episode with Larry Livermore. Like, I love this episode. Like uh, I just yeah. didn't want to miss it. Like he was worried if he paused it and went pee, it would like start him over again. So he literally held it until the end of the yeah. two hour podcast. Like that was his dedication. And uh, yeah. when he passed like that, that I just say on the show all the time that that, that amount of pain mm-hmm. is like a gift like that. That pain is yeah. shows you how much that person meant physically, like holds you by the throat and shows you, the impact they had on you yeah in your face oh i, th- I think yeah pain is a gift oh my god like you could take it as this thing of like to pull you down or you could use it as the gift that it was that you know was delivered to you yeah not saying like i mean you know that like your peoples were supposed to die but like this it's an unfortunate and unexpected situation mm-hmm. happened and then made you feel this thing of pain and it's like you know easier said than done but but you figure it out as you climb out of it that that pain was a gift 100 percent. yeah it's it's just showing you do you understand how much this person meant like we just need to make sure i I think i was living in a world of just like being untouchable like not not necessarily like i was untouchable but like yeah you know you didn't think like you know yeah you just like yeah fucking yeah i'm here you know Mm -hmm. like you like i'm here and i'm gonna die when i'm old you know what i'm like you know, late ni- the 90s, you know, like 90s or something. You just yeah. think that or just like because you think when you're, you know, this age, the age that we are, like you're just like untouchable. Then all of a sudden, you know, best friend dies at 23, brother dies at 28. And you're like, mm-hmm. wait, what? What fucking what is this? And then all of a sudden you're forced, you know, to understand this thing that you've never or understand life in a way that you've never really taken the time to do so. You know what I mean? And all of a sudden, all of a sudden you're growing in everything in your life. You're growing in, you know, areas that you've never really been able to grow into. And you start to figure out, oh, shit, it's because I was acting like this. It's because I was fucking living like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. It really shows you what's, you know, it just yeah. shines a light on all of it. Like yeah. all of your things you're hiding, all the things that you're not hiding. It all just gets this massive light on it. Um, yeah, 100 percent. Yeah, it's it's just crazy, and and uh, is it's it's interesting too with you being a stand up comedian and and anyone being a stand up comedian, uh, or a performer of any kind. A lot of times, your stuff is informed by awful things you've been through, right? That you've had to be pulled out of by something else. But what you're doing is also that is pulling other people out, kind of like what we're saying with Rollins. Like you know, he's not quite there yet, but you got there through him. Doing yeah. the same thing every night you're doing these shows. You're giving people an escape and pulling them out of whatever they're in from your own uh I would yeah. I guess misfortune isn't the the right word, but like your own uh traumas and your own um yeah. you know uh bumps in the road, I guess it's mm-hmm. minimalizing it big time. But um 100%, it's yeah. interesting how it has that effect. It's, yeah, it's very interesting. It's just I mean, yeah, if you if you if you're lucky enough to fucking take it and understand it for what it is and like do, do the fucking, you know, I don't know, like you use it for what you, 
Yeah, because I mean, yeah, you can use bad things for good, mm-hmm. or like yeah, those unfortunate things for good. You really can. You know what I mean? Yeah. And and and, and I and I believe that because I've seen the result. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it, it was just funny. I mean, like I remember being a kid and growing up and like just being picked on, being the being the black kid that listened to fucking punk and skate or whatever and all that shit, and you know dealing with that. And then, you know, you go to the, you know, your Instagram or the online world and people say some shit. And it's like, you know, like beforehand, pre-anger management me was like, yo, fucking kill you. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, it's just like post-anger management. I'm like, I'm exhausted. Yeah. (laughs) I'm not going to use my, like, I'm already exhausted from like trying to kick ass every day. Like, well, I don't want to fucking deal with that you know what i mean yeah like like, just to use that as an example i'm I'm saying that's the only thing but like you know other things in life but just for you know example this is what you know how i think of it do you still get like online hate for being black and into punk rock yeah it's i mean it's i don't know it's kind of hard to make fun of me or like disrespect me because i don't really you know, deliver much to people like, like, well, I don't know how to explain it. Like, I don't, I don't know. I'm just constantly fucking journaling. I mean, yeah. I don't do much besides like work hard at the things that I, you know, want to do. So it's like, you know, we, we, I mean, it, it's, it's very rare, but yeah, it does happen. I wouldn't expect it not to. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you, you, you listen, you got people that don't, really know who you are, but they hear you on a podcast and they think they know everything about you. So then they try to, you know, so like majority of people will show love and then you'll get a few that will be like, oh, I don't fucking like you, blah, 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 blah. And then, but like, I never get offended by it and I don't take it personal because I always think about, it, I go, listen, if we've never sat down in front of each other and had dialogue, then I can't take this you know, serious. Like I mm-hmm. take that with a grain of fucking salt. Yeah. You know, just as much as the love, because I'm like, I don't know these people. You know, and they and, don't and know you. I don't love the love. You know, the, it, it's much appreciated, but I can't let that be the thing that to to. I can't use that for validation. Mm-hmm. You know, or to like to to boost and boost myself and climb up. I can't. I don't want to use that as as the, the thing not saying it's not appreciated or anything like that because it is it is very nice that people want to come up and say something really really fucking nice to you and tell you how much they appreciate you know what you do it's it's great but i have to take that you know like and not you know use it as like yeah you know to to, to walk so yeah i don't want to use that as to as the thing to boost my uh build my confidence more or anything of that nature. You know, I don't want to use those things as that I'd rather use my journal and breaking down and dissecting everything to, uh, to, for, for that. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, that's a, that's a great way to look at it. And I, I'd be fascinated to, to hear some of the stuff from your journal. I just like how, cause I like how your mind works. Like you've got, you're very switched on and, and I don't, uh, you know, and who am I to say that? <laughs> Some no, dude up here in Portland, Oregon. Hey, man, you're switched on. But 
you know, I talk to people as you do on your show, like, and, and with fighter and the kid, like that, this is what I do. I talk to people like, this is, this is what I do. So like, I feel like, you know, I can notice things like that a lot of the time when someone's very switched on like that. I'd just be interested on how your thought process works going through that. I used to do like a, uh, like a segment from all of the these podcast. Damn stoicism books I read, dude. <laughs> stoicism. Don't even get me started on that. Randy, <laughs> Randy from Lamb of God, uh, sent me some stuff on oh, that. Like, yeah. He's he's amazing, and he. Uh, you're talking about, that dude. Yeah. What do I got right? This fucking. I don't. Know. I always fuck up his name. Epictetus. Epictetus. Yeah. Yeah. This fucking book and. Somebody, have you heard of Ryan Holiday? Yeah, I have. That's where I first heard of stoicism. Was on a podcast oh, okay, he yeah, did. Yeah. With Mike yeah, Herrera couple, from MXPX. Couple of his, his books, uh, Ego is the Enemy and Obstacles mm-hmm. the Way. Obstacles the Way. Which I, yeah. Which, like, those, like, I like to use those, you know, those, yeah, those I connect with the the most. Like, mm-hmm. everybody has their ways of, like, helping them stay grounded and helping them, like, walk through, uh, walk through things smoothly. And, you know, some people use religion. Some people use, like, meditating and stuff like that. But, yeah, my my thing that i really like is uh reading a lot of these like uh stoicism books dude have you read the the meditations by uh marcus aurelius no i I uh, what was the one i read um fuck thinketh like a thinketh yeah as a man thinketh is that what it is is that the one i read fuck's it called because oh, yeah. uh, <laughs> he uh Randy, when I had Randy on, he was telling me about this this book that, by Marcus Aurelius, and it was this mm-hmm. brings it back to the journaling because these yeah. meditations were his private thoughts that he did not plan on having people read, and after he died, they published them, and so all of this stuff in this book was not meant for the public to see. So really? it's super interesting because it's literally if you walked into his apartment and grabbed one of his journals on the couch and sat down, like yeah where people he of course he's gone so he doesn't know about this but yeah he it was not meant for that so it's written a little bit differently than he would normally like it's really interesting uh, yeah they made it a little bit more modern yeah that because re- reading that shit is tough like i always have to like reread it fucking college dropout you know, reading that stuff, I have to like Google the words and shit. What the what is fucking? What is that word? But it, but I mean, it's all it's all interesting. You know, I, I just I really love the fact of like just being calm. Mm-hmm. You know, because I've never because I and I love it so much because for the longest time I wasn't calm. Yeah. So I do love the world of just being calm and like understanding, like you know, like. I don't know. Just just being able to fucking look at a situation and go, okay, how sh- how should I react? I'll react this way, you know, because most of the time when when shit happens, you know, like anything like dramatic or whatever, most of the time it doesn't matter as much as like we think it does. Mm-hmm. You know, we give our energy, you know, a lot of energy to like shit that just really doesn't matter. You know, and then you're like, and once you realize that, you know, it's not saying like we don't have emotions, you know, like, or like, you know, people that are into the stoicism stuff don't have emotions or anything like that. Yeah. Everyone has emotions. It's just a lot of times I just choose not to fucking react to like a lot of, a lot of things that like throw my way. Cause it's just like, Oh, all right. You know, like when, yeah. when you really think about it, you know, like, 
It's just a productive thing. It's just a thing that like can help me grow. Eh. And if not, then I'll move on and find those other things that help me do that. Yeah. It's, it, there's no good and there's no bad. There just is like, that's yeah, kind of what it, just it is. is. It yeah, just so it's just like, oh, that was the thing that happened. Traffic. Yeah. Yeah. I got shot today. Well, still alive. <laughs> you know, like it doesn't matter. Like it's, it's all, yeah. it just is, it is what it is. And we're yeah. gone. We're gone. Like, yeah. you know, and all we have left is our podcasts, our journals. Uh, you know, this is a journal for my kids later when I'm gone, they can go back and watch yeah. hundreds of episodes of dad talking to whoever, like, uh, yeah. that probably no one's relevant anymore at that point anyways. And I think going back to, <laughs> uh, you know, like being like uh, calm when you when you weren't calm i picture like like being being uh like paycheck to paycheck like borderline poverty stricken and then that two weeks after you get your tax return when you're you're rich for a minute that's kind of what it's like like where you get to feel that feeling you don't get to feel like the stress yeah. goes away for a minute wait a minute i can pay rent bills and get pizza for like yeah. a month cool like yeah. it's that moment that thing you never had but then it's gone again unless you work yeah. at it right like mm -hmm. it's it's kind of in my mind it's how i view it because it's like this little glimpse until mm -hmm. you can figure out how to harness it and make things work for you uh it's just going to be a glimpse but yeah, if you can do what you've done and be calm and and find a way to work through uh the negative or look not even work through the negative just view it differently i think is what you're yeah. doing you haven't shoved it away. It's still there. You just no, yeah, and approach I, yeah. it differently. Obviously, yeah. Obviously, I see the situations. You know, like anybody, like you can't. Yeah, you can't necessarily push it away as much as just like quickly understand it and dissect it as best as you can, mm -hmm. and then take it for what it is after that. <laughs> yeah, dude. Well, dude, Chappelle, I, 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 we've gone up to our hour here for you. I know you got band practice and stuff. Yeah, I want to stay good uh, with your time. I would time. love to do a uh, part two, man, if you're into it. I am 100% so. into it, man. This was fantastic. We go all sorts of different spots. But <laughs> like I say, yeah. I, you just got home from the airport. You got band practice. I want to be respectful of your time. And, and we can no, always yeah. do a part two. Yeah, so. you got my number and everything. Yes, so sir. hit me up you know, whenever you're ready for that, uh, we'll, we'll schedule something out, man. But this was great, Dewey. Awesome, man. I thank you very much, man. I, I'm really yeah. pleased to meet you. And, and, uh, yeah, I, I really appreciate the time. So have a good band yeah, practice and get some sleep and, and, uh, I know some I food. That's one thing I'm like excited about. <laughs> <laughs> Just give me my six hours and I'm good. <laughs> right on my friend. Well, we'll talk soon, man. Thank you so much. All right, sounds good, Dewey. All right. See you yes. later. Bye. All right, guys, I hope you enjoyed that conversation with the great Chappelle Lacey. You can check him out on YouTube. You can check him out on the Fighter and the Kid podcast. And as he said, he's rebranding his podcast. So I'm not going to mention it on here because I do not know what it is yet because he's holding that under wraps. So, uh, but I believe uh, you can just search his name in the podcast category and it'll pull up his other podcast. I'm not sure if it's still up there or not or if it's part of the rebrand. Uh, I'm sorry for not having that information on hand, but just go to YouTube, type in Chappelle Lacey uh, and watch the absolute hilarity that is his standup. It's amazing. The dude has come from a crazy background and just what an interesting ride. And I know you guys just heard that whole thing, but uh, I just want to reiterate that so these people that are coming on this show are super interesting and I love getting to share these stories with you guys. So sign up for the Twitch, twitch.tv slash peer pleasure podcast sign up for the facebook group the peer pleasure podcast inner circle and sign up for the premium service peer pleasure.supportingcast.fm 
That'll help the show out every month, help us keep the lights on. And I really, really appreciate the community and family we've built around this thing. It is really fantastic. Uh, we've got so much more coming. I think I've got 13 episodes done in the can that still need to come out, plus another list of like 35 people that want to come on. It's absolute nuts. I mean, I, if I could do one every day, I would. Uh, but having a family and a full-time job makes it really hard to do that. So support the show. If you want to hear this every day, support the show so I can quit my job and we can do this daily. I would absolutely do that. Um, so a little bit of a, uh, a motivator there. But uh, I love each and every one of you guys very, very much. Thank you for, so much for coming back week after week. It really, really means a lot. Uh, hit me up if you want, purepleasurepod at gmail.com. Shoot me anything you need. Uh, and I will definitely get back to you. But guys, thank you so much. I can't say it enough. Thanks to Chappelle Lacey. Thanks to Sam uh, and Johnny over at Drinks at Johnny. Uh, my network mates that are hooking me up with uh, some of these amazing comedians I had not heard of before. Um, I love that. It's all about discovery and then telling the story, right? So, all right, guys, I'm going to get out of here. I got tons to do. As always, we'll see you on the radio. Hey there, I am Johnny Christ from Avenged Sevenfold, and I've got a podcast called Drinks with Johnny you're going to want to check out. I sit down with a bunch of different people from all different walks of life, from professional wrestlers to actors, comedians, fighters, musicians, everything in between. I'm just looking to make some friends and have a good time doing it. So if that sounds like something you're into, go check out Drinks with Johnny, streaming everywhere now.